The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. So, if you're like me, you've been patiently waiting for updates from the various proceedings that all seek to imprison Donald Trump, convict Donald Trump, take Trump down, on and on. Um, I obviously have to pay particular attention to it because I work in this space, but personally speaking, um, I would be interested in seeing what the world looks like if folks no longer espoused the views of this man and no longer hoped that he would be their leader. I wonder if the Republican Party in this country would begin to reform itself and adopt a more consistent platform, at least more consistent with what they've historically been in this country. Um, dare I say, I, I kind of missed that. I didn't realize how 
cool the old school Republicans were back when I was voting in the election that saw George Bush elected, not Kerry, who I wanted. Um, you know, those Republicans, looking back, you see, you know, those are some decent folks. They weren't nearly as extreme. That's not my opinion. I mean, that's well documented in more places than just this show. And um, my feeling is that while there was certainly some division, folks, for the most part, were able to engineer solutions to very complicated problems. Where we are now, with Trump having a stronghold over the Republican Party in this country, um, it is almost impossible for anybody to get anything done. And I know that <laughs> I'm not the first person to tell you that. Indeed, you probably know it yourself. So, obviously, I'm paying very close attention to all the trials, the one in Georgia specifically, because that was always the one that felt like it had the potential to actually affect something in terms of this upcoming election. Well, turns out that the people at the helm uh, were not perfect. Um, and they are people. And now I'm trying to figure out what went wrong, why it went wrong, and maybe even what this could mean in the future. And I, I know that we're not going to get all of the answers to these questions, but whenever I am <laughs> beyond the realm of expertise, which admittedly is very small, I have a handful of people that I call on. And one such individual uh, I have the pleasure of sharing today's show with. She is my longtime lawyer, and indeed now she is a civil rights attorney, goes by the name of Amy Owen, and you may know her online being ever so glamorous and ever so engaging as Pineapple Lawyer. So welcome to the show. I am so honored, Ramses. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. And it is I who am honored and always just amazed by the things that you're doing in this world and the way that you are trying to change society. I love it. Well, um, I have a, a good community uh, and you are, uh, to say central to that community is an understatement. You, again, have been my, my longtime lawyer, uh, but also just uh, an amazing friend and one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. And so um, my hope is that we will be able to have conversations like these regularly because it turns out there's a lot of legalese that, you know, the world what? is wrapped really? up in. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And, you know, rather than just kind of having these conversations to the best of my ability, it might be um meaningful to tap on your shoulder for a bit of expertise when it makes sense. I know sure. you're a busy woman. You're out making all the money and doing I mean, the things. I don't know about that, but well, the law touches everything, yeah, as you know. So I think everything. that's what you're running into. Sure. You bump into these things and you're like, oh, hold up. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know the legal yeah. ramifications but, or... But I have a lawyer that does, <laughs> specifically the pineapple lawyer. And so um, what I want to do for the benefit of you, our listener, is share a bit from... CBS News to kind of bring you up to speed in terms of what is going on in Georgia. So 
I will share. Fulton County DA was was booked on flights paid for by prosecutor records say. Right. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis was booked in at least two sets of round trip flights purchased by a special prosecutor with whom she's accused of having a romantic entanglement. Records appear to show. Jocelyn Wade, the estranged wife of special prosecutor Nathan Wade, filed an exhibit in the couple's divorce proceedings on Friday, purportedly showing the spending history of a credit card used by nation by Nathan Wade. The document shows Nathan Wade's booking, sorry, Nathan Wade booking tickets for himself and Willis on flights to and from San Francisco and Miami. New filing came one day after an attorney for Willis accused Jocelyn Wade of trying to interfere with the district attorney's election interference case against former President Donald Trump and other defendants. Jocelyn Wade is seeking to question Willis in the Wade's ongoing divorce case and filed the new exhibit in response to Willis's claim. Until Friday's filing, no evidence of the alleged relationship had been made public. Willis was first publicly accused of being romantically involved with Nathan Wade last week in a filing from Michael Roman, one of Trump's co-defendants. Roman alleged in a motion that Willis and Wade carried an improper, clandestine personal relationship while Willis paid him more than $650,000 over several years to work on the case. He claimed that some of that money was used for Caribbean cruises they took together as well as for trips to Florida and California's Napa Valley. So. Now that this has come to light, the, the, the lawyers, this was, this was our, our biggest hope, Fonnie Willis. She was, I mean, we talked about her on this show and on, on my other show, Civic Cipher, how she's, you know, we, we need to be listening to black women. Black women are saving this democracy once again, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, so she was our champion. And now for her to be caught up in this, we we got to make heads or tails of it. So first impression, how does this hit you? You know, I always say if it feels unethical, I don't do it. I don't touch it. It's a gut feeling sometimes that you have. A lot of times with conflicts of interest, it's that same thing. If it smells funny, it looks funny, it acts funny, it, it usually is funny. You probably should not be going down that road. Lawyers have specific ethical duties not to have conflicts of interest. For example, I can't represent you. And then if someone is suing one of your radio shows, I can't also represent that person, mm -hmm. correct? Sure. Because that would be an obvious conflict of interest mm -hmm. because I cannot look out and advocate for you and advocate for the person who's suing you. Mm -hmm. So in a case like this, if she is supposed to be hiring or in charge of getting someone into the correct position to do an investigation into something that's already a huge cluster, you know what? She cannot also be having sexual relations with that person or be receiving any type of financial gain, including a trip. Sure. What do you think? Does that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of so so how about this? When when you mention she cannot be having a romantic relationship, is is there is this just something that's like preferred or is this like is there a rule or is this something that a person could maybe even get disbarred for um you would know better than sure and of course the the lawyer advice uh, answer is always it depends right okay lawyers are <laughs> sure. always gonna say sure. it depends yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Ethically, lawyers can never have sexual relations with clients. Mm -hmm. They cannot have relations of any type of romantic or sexual nature with a client. If they were already romantically involved or sexually involved with someone before the person became a client and then, and it carried on through, then it's okay because it was initiated prior to the person becoming a client. Mm -hmm. But they cannot enter into a sexual relationship with someone once they've signed a fee agreement and made someone their client okay. or something like that. But this is kind of not the exact situation because yeah. that person is not client. her client right. per se, but she it has power to uh, assign certain duties and uh, request that someone look into something yeah. or she's the, the one who's the team. Yeah. She's part of the, yes, exactly. So that makes it, the conflict lies in the fact that she, if you're having sex with that person, your judgment may be clouded and you may think, hey, this person is great for the job. But then other people are going to say, well, not only is that person that you're having sex with going to be in a position of power, mm -hmm. they're going to have some influence and they're going to be paid for that. And you cannot assign them that job because of your romantic sexual relationship. And that's what makes it very precarious for her to do anything of the sort. So one of the things that felt a little unfair is when, you know, in the article, and, and this comes from the, uh, the defense in this case, um, is that they said that uh, he was paid $650,000 over several years, right? And when you lump all that money together, people see the money, but they don't often see the several years part of it, which just kind of sounds like getting paid to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, but do you think that the defense has a case that they can make to say that um, maybe this trial is a sham? or that this is unfair, or the case should be thrown out, or anything like that? Is there anything that we, sh us who are wanting to see justice for the, the truth of the matter, which is that Donald Trump made a phone call and said, I need you to find me, I forgot the number of votes, but I need you to find me this many votes in Georgia. And we all heard it. We know that it happened. Right. Do we now lose because of a what I would consider to be a technicality in that this lawyer has now entered into a relationship with this prosecutor and the defense now has sort of an, a loophole uh, out of which they can escape. My personal opinion and my legal opinion probably would be a little different on okay. this one because my personal well, opinion. Let's, let's okay. I think my personal opinion is that, you know, if they were working closely together, sometimes things happen. Chemistry, you know, people who work closely together oftentimes find themselves entangled. Right. Um, and there wasn't, there might not be anything shady about it. But the lawyer and the legal side of me says, you should have been professional, professional enough in that situation to know that this is really important business that we have. You know, we are trying to prove that some really bad things happened and that our justice in, and our, our election system in the United States is under attack. Mm -hmm. So you have to put that above your selfish, romantic or sexual needs at that time. And so in my legal mind, I'm like, no, you don't do that because I don't ever walk up to that line and say, oh, there's the line. 
I think I'm going to cross it today. I already have my mind made up. If I ever get a situation presented to me and I have a choice to, you know, step a little bit into the gray area, I'm not going to. Yeah, run the other way. Run the other way. Exactly. You know me. You've yeah. known me for years. And whenever you ask me for legal advice, what do I always tell you, Ramses? You speak to me like a lawyer. I never speak to you like a friend. I put on my lawyer hat and I say, no, Ramses, you can't do that because you could land up in a lot of hot water. Sure. And you always listen to me. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you, have, you never are like, oh, I'm going to go the opposite way that Amy Pineapple told me to. No. And and I think that, you know, this could, it at least gives them something to sink their teeth into, which makes me personally very sad because I think that it probably didn't really affect anything because like you said, the facts are the facts. You cannot change the facts mm -hmm. in a legal proceeding. Some of my cases I get, I would love to be able to make a fact more in my favor, but you can't, you, you always have to go with whatever actually happened. And courts and judges and juries are usually pretty good at figuring out exactly what happened. So that's the hope here that even with something like this, where this little relationship came to pass, hopefully the facts are strong enough and what really happened are strong enough where it doesn't affect it. Okay. So let me ask you this then. Lawyer cap. Okay. Got it on. This one, this one might be, I'm going to ask you two questions and they're the opposite. They're opposite questions almost. Okay. First question is, um, if you were, a lawyer having to defend Bonnie Willis. Um, could you do so? And how would you go about doing it? The charges would be what? Uh, Conflict of interest? Maybe. maybe you know, I'm, I'm not oh, sure what the what the charges would be. But, you know, let's say you had to defend Bonnie Willis. Oh, for her actions. For her actions general. against, you know, Trump's defensive team. Could you do that in front of a, of a court? Is there enough there to be able to defend her to say, hey, this is... You know, I, I, I'm not sure what the legal proceeding would be, but sure. I think context matters, okay. and I'd have to find out when their relationship began. Okay. Um, what the timeline was, okay. how long they've known each other. Sure. Um, if you know, were they law school friends from back in the day and had already gone out on a couple dates, you know, in in 2000, and then 23 years later they hooked up. I, you know, I don't know. So. There would be a lot of things that I would want to find out. There would be a lot of um, questions, and I would need her. Obviously, if I was her attorney, she would have to tell me everything. She couldn't hold back. Um, you always have to trust your attorney. You can never keep facts from your attorney. And I would, you know, obviously try to say, okay, did was there any time in the re romantic relationship that you tried to convince him of certain facts that were in, within the case? or tried to persuade him in any way, shape, or form, if she told me no, then I would be able to go um, into a court and advocate for sure. her and okay. say, listen, you know, the, the relationship was completely separate. This isn't even an ethical issue because he's not her client. Now, let's say you are on Trump's defensive team. You're a lawyer. Okay. No, so you, I don't want to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be on Trump's team. I well, want to be a lawyer. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. But, but let's say, for instance, that you're mm -hmm. on the team, because this is perhaps the best insight that I'm going to be able to get. Right. And maybe a lot of our listeners might be able to get. Sure. Um, and 
you now have to make a case that the case that has been brought against your client, Donald Trump, is nefarious, it is unfounded, it is baseless, you know, whatever. And it's because there's been some sort of mishandlings or something like that. I'm not sure how you would do it. But my, my question, again, is the opposite. Could you argue that side of things as well? First of all, you're, you're always able to argue anything in a court of law, right? We've, we've seen that with the Trump sure. administration, right? Sure. But the test is, can you make that argument with a straight face? Mm-hmm. Can you actually present evidence and facts and, and make that case without, you know, laughing out loud, even to yourself with a straight face? I think if, if I was on the defense, team, I think that this is a bullet in the chamber. I think this is something that says, this taints this a little bit. It smells bad, right? So, you know, I think that they can use it and and possibly get a little leverage on their side from it. Do I think that it is going to blow the entire thing out the water? No, because again, you can't change the facts. But I don't like the way it makes the people involved on the other side look. And if I was on Trump's defense team, oh yeah, I would I would be screaming and jumping up and down and yelling, hey, look at this is what they're doing. This is how the whole thing has gone down. How can we believe anything that any of them say? All of this is just shady as hell, right? That's how if I was on that team, I would present it. And I would I would shake the tree and and see what comes out. You know, I what what's gonna fall out of that tree once you start shaking it. But that's all politics. I feel like the more you find some dirt, (laughs) the more you look, you know, it's just like a girl that goes through her guy's phone or vice versa. Mm. You look for some, you're going to find it. You are going to find it. So, you know, uh, listen, you're asking some tough questions. Real real quick. I want to just while we're here, this is a a slight departure. Did I go there? (laughs) Subject matter here. But I like to say this because you're not wrong. When you look for something, you're going to find it. But at least when it comes to the phone thing. One of the things that I say to a lot of people, anybody who will listen, is that if you're looking through somebody's phone, you're definitely going to find it, even if it's not there. Okay, And that's one caveat I like to add just to that one thing. I don't want to give anyone license to go look through anybody else's phone. If you're looking for something, your brain will manufacture it. And and the real world works very different from the court of law. So... (laughs) Don't want to have anybody running off and, you know. Right. Anyway. Ramsey's and Pineapple Lawyers said to go go look through your phone. phone. Find it. No, that's not what we're saying. Nope. Okay. So how about this? Um, One of the things that I believe the the Trump defense team has wanted in all of his various uh, court proceedings has been a delay. A delay until after the election, a delay so that he can pardon himself. I mean, he can't really pardon himself in the state of Georgia, but he's wanted these delays so that he can assume the role of presidency. And he has a lot more strength when it comes to maneuvering around his predicament, right? Or predicaments, plural. Um, Is it possible now that this is has come and it is coming to light? that he might be in a better position to have 
that delay that he wanted. In other words, could his legal team maybe throw that have this thrown out or everything that's been brought forth so far thrown out and start fresh with new prosecutor or new district attorney, that sort of thing? I mean, it's definitely a cookie, not a pilot. You know what? It's okay. this is this is something that is helpful to them in their in their general cause for making it seem like they're the good the good guys and the other side are the ones that are in the wrong. That's so no, no, yeah. you know, you ask me, is it possible? Sure. I mean, in in court proceedings and um, different legal scenarios, anything can come and be a roadblock, right? Any little thing, you know, even smaller than this. And this is kind of a it's it's a thing, you know. I, I feel like it's it's not it's not nothing. So, yeah. um, technically, I think it could delay some things. It, it's a, at least going to make both um, the court and and everyone who's involved in the investigation take a look and say, "Hey, was anything improper here? Were protocols followed? Were guidelines and rules, you know, broken along the way? And is it so bad that we're not getting to the ultimate truth? Because I think." In, in the legal world, as much as politics is dirty and grimy, I think most lawyers really do want justice. I think they do want to make sure that whatever side is correct and whichever side is in the wrong is found wrong, whichever side is correct is... And, and usually courts and juries get it right most of the time. Mm -hmm. Not always. Of course, you always have your your issues and things like that. But I would say more times than not, our legal system works pretty well. I mean, <laughs> there's tons of flaws and trust me. Yeah. And they disproportionately affect people that look black like and you. brown. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, but I think on, on, on big things, most of the time things, well, gosh, I'm saying that. And then look at what our Supreme court has done yeah. lately. I guess maybe my right and wrong is very <laughs> subjective and it's based on individual sensibilities and so as for close sure. to right and wrong as a person can determine for themselves or indeed for society I, I i know what you're trying to say i'm saying there's so much gray in there but um i still have do have some faith in our justice system um as a as a civil rights attorney i know that things are broken in our society in um, a lot of different ways but i hope that this doesn't delay what's going on enough that give it gives trump that extra little push that he needs to yeah. get into office. Um, but I don't like that it happened. I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's a ding on our side, you yeah. know, yeah. and, um, it hurts. And when, when you asked me to come on and talk about it, I was like, Oh gosh. But at the same time, I think people do want to understand those types of conflicts of interest. And I think it's, it's such a great area sure. that, um, it's, it's hard to understand. So. I hope I've shed a little light on it instead Absolutely. of mucking it up no, even no, no. worse. I, I, I certainly know, um, or I, I feel more confident in the, the knowledge that, that we have right now. Obviously, this is ongoing, so we're going to keep paying attention to it. And, uh, you know, this is, it's, this is kind of the way it goes. You know, a lot of times, especially for folks who are, you know, I, I, I personally feel like Donald Trump is a, a significant threat to us creating a more equitable society for all of us. And, you know, he's not the biggest threat that our people have experienced since being in this country. And he won't be the last threat that we experience um, to the threat in terms of what goals we want to achieve as a people. But, you know, this path has very much been, you know, one step forward, two steps forward, three steps forward, one step back. 
You know what I mean? And so five steps back. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's five steps forward. You know, but um, the overall trajectory of our plight, path, journey, whichever word works best, is toward justice. Indeed, uh, the moral arc of the universe, to use the quote, uh, is long, but it bends toward justice. And so I think that that is as appropriate a statement uh, for this conversation as as any. And so um, my hope is that, of course, this is not a step back, um, but, you know, it's it's important for us to know what we're looking at so that we can prepare for what may be coming, which it seems like no matter what happens, it will come down to a bona fide, unencumbered rematch of the former president, Donald Trump, and the current president, Joe Biden, which is, you know, that's this reliving perhaps the worst part of 2020 over again. But, you know, it can't last forever, man. They're both there. They are the two oldest people. Right. <laughs> and and I'm not to wish death on anybody. Well, you know, but, you know, um, you know, it doesn't last forever. And right. again, knowing what we're up against help us, helps us to prepare uh, our offensive and defensive strategies. Um, if we need to know, uh, you know, it just kind yeah. of informs how, how our politics take shape and how how we how active we are and in sure. what ways. Never so. leave me in the dark. Always let me know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so. But, uh, you know, with that said, let's um, you know, put a cross pin in our this. fingers and yeah, we'll cross our fingers, and put a pin <laughs> in this and, and we'll revisit it. And hopefully some sure. other things. I would love to have you on uh, more frequently if, if you're not opposed to it. Um, I, I'd I love to. Incredibly insightful and, and certainly can. Listen, I wore brand new shoes for you today. You know that. I know the camera can't pick them up. <laughs> you know, we were, we were trying. Oh, look. Uh. <laughs> What's the name of these shoes, by the way? Uh, these are Valentinos. Okay. Valentinos. But you know, I'm a, a, a shoe girl. So uh, I wore my best shoes for you, right, Ramses, well, because. Shoot. You know, I think you're everything. All right. We'll take it, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, once again, uh, oh, before you go, let folks know how they can um, plug in with you and get a dose of that mm. that glamour that you're serving. Hey, uh, Pineapple Lawyer is my Instagram, my Facebook. Uh, I think I do have TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's a little baby TikTok, but um, Pineapple Lawyer on pretty much everything. If you just Google it, it brings up my law firm, which is Owen Law Firm. Mm-hmm. Do not put Pineapple Lawyer on any court documents or anything. Pineapple Lawyer is just a branding and marketing tool, but it helps me serve my community and helps me get justice for people. So I love using that. I, 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 when you mentioned the word community, I, I, I'm going to let you go, of course, but I, I happen to know off the record that your work goes well beyond your community. Um, and I know some very significant names that you work alongside and, um, when the time is right for you to share this, you know, I would, I would love for you to do that, but, um, yeah, you're, you're doing rather more than just helping out your community. Well, I appreciate that. And I think you're talking about my esteemed co-counsel, Ben Crump. Yes. yes that's good. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but yeah. yeah so. Love that guy. He, he and I work on some big civil rights cases exactly. together and, uh, he's just a pleasure Everything that he stands for, he really is in real life. Mm-hmm. He once told a group of attorneys on a Zoom at the end, he said, okay, love you guys. And yes. all of us just sat there like, attorneys never say love you at the end of a Zoom. Who is this guy? But that is who he is. You would love him, Ramses. Next yeah. time he's in town, I definitely want to um, introduce the two of you I, I, because I, I, you're I, I, like I, I, spirits and uh, justice fighters and 
Yeah. Let's 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 do it. Man. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you uh, for coming up, and and let's do it again soon. Uh, you, our thank listener, you for having. If uh, you have any thoughts that you'd like to contribute, of course, you know you can reach out to me on all social media at Ramses Ja, um, or you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Let's keep the conversation going, and uh, until I hear from you, peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.